This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Well, 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 I guess that's become our new... uh... New opening line. Well, well, well. You've come back again. Come back again. I've come back again. I always find it interesting when I get invited back. I'll tell you a little, uh, a little war story for you. Not too, too deep. Don't get worried. I'm not going too far right out of the gate. Maybe we did deployed to Saudi Arabia. It was like a long time waiting before any activities got started. The war is really a funny thing. You know, it's six months waiting in the desert. You would have thought they would have worked out like a peace deal in that time. No, no, just keep full steam ahead. Going to just kill each other. Anyway, while we're over there, there's a big oil company, uh, Aramco, Ramco or Aramco. It's like the, I guess that's the Saudi oil company. They, they nationalize the oil. Very smart for the royal family. Like, we own the oil. No freedom over there. Nobody has a chance. They they control all that. What a racket! But anyway, uh, the people who work for Aramco, you know, I guess they do pretty well. And a lot of Americans that go over there and share their you know engineering expertise and probably get paid very well to do it. Well, anyway, uh, these Americans over there are helping the Saudis, and they were Americans, and they would have us over for dinners at their homes there in Saudi Arabia. It was pretty remarkable, you know, thinking back on it. Here these people are in an area that's about to be uh, decimated, and they're having us over for a little dinner. Now, they were back in the rear in Saudi Arabia, you know, maybe um, a few miles from what was going on. A hundred at most, I'm guessing. I don't know, maybe a little further. I don't remember how far we pulled back to go to these dinners. It was kind of funny when you think about it. Well, anyway. We go in there like a bunch of rabid wolves. I don't even know how we cleaned ourselves up for this stuff. We're coming out of the field. You're just stinking and nasty. And these people would have us over for dinner. And amazingly, they invited us back. I was like, this is crazy to me. We just destroyed this place. But it does happen. It does happen. And I'm usually as surprised as you. Uh, anyway, a little update on Project Chaos. I was uh, doing a little guest spot on the radio today. My buddy Stan show, the Don't Back Down show on WWDB 860 AM. We got a little, a little group of us going on there, and we've kind of agreed to cross-collaborate. Interestingly, about the cross-collaboration, by the way, is it's not working for me. All of my audience so far that I have, contacts and so forth, on the website, projectchaos.org, all contacts that I've brought in. Interesting, right? So we're going to see what happens with this radio thing. I think it takes a little time to develop, by the way. I don't, that doesn't, uh, doesn't surprise me at all. Anyway, I was doing a little guest spot on my buddy Stan's show and just doing a little, a little introduction. You know, people, you know, what's this... Um, this Project Chaos about. And uh, the guy, the co-host of my buddy Stan show is a guy named Andy Teitelman, incredible lawyer. He actually argued an election case down in Delaware County and got the voter rolls down there cleaned up. And this is some of the stuff I talk to you guys about. It. I, I know people who do this kind of stuff. And he's got incredible stories. They get incredible guests on their show, lawyers, all kinds of local people. And my buddy Stan's very well connected here in the area. And uh, it was great that they would have me on there. But anyway, my buddy, my buddy Andy, the co-host, he said something interesting in the course of their show. He talked about challenging authority. Challenging authority. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I said, you just summed up in two words everything that Project Chaos is about. Creating chaos, challenging authority. And we're just the ones that do it. The warfighters need to step up. The veterans need to step up and say enough is enough. 
When I got on there, they had a, a guest on there for an hour, a guy who was an author talking about the Second Amendment, talking about the media bias, how they never report the stories of people defending themselves with their weapons. And, and just like in, 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 in the book, Victory Over Chaos, how I'm revealing the truth, it is so important to get these facts out there that people understand. You give up your freaking guns, you're not making you or your family safer. You're putting yourself in grave, grave danger. And I want you to listen to me for a second if you don't believe me. I know most of you do, so it's not an issue. But if you're one of those people out there and it's like, I, I, I just I don't like guns, Chris. I don't, I don't, I'm not asking you to. I'm not asking you to. But don't you mess with mine. You need me armed, I'm telling you, and those like me. You want that, and you want more of us. And you need to hear the truth. At least base the decision on the truth. I didn't realize this down in Mexico. You know the only firearm you can legally own in Mexico is a twenty-two. The drug cartels all down there all have you know military-grade weapons. This is why you never surrender. Never. And we need to bring the fight. Challenging authority. The fat generals, that's where we're going to start. The AWOL Secretary of Defense will go there too. And a lot more. We're going to cover it. We're bringing it. We're bringing the fight. And I'll tell you what, I got a good feeling. I think people are ready to listen. And, and God bless the moron that's going to come on that show and tell me I'm wrong. Hmm, it'll happen. Don't you worry. We'll have a good time with it, too. Any, any major issue that you want to talk about, I'll give it to you from a veteran's perspective. And God bless the people that want to come on and say differently. You can't. You can't. It's just there's no measuring up after what we've been through, what we've seen. You can't. I'm not coming alone. Project Chaos is not just about me. I've told you that. <laughs> it's going to be an exciting ride. It's going to be an exciting ride. All right, I don't want to tie up this whole podcast talking about the radio show. If you want to check out the radio show, which I hope you will, please go to projectchaos.org, O-R-G. There was a little problem with the sign-up, of course. I have to do my own website. I don't have to. I do. I could pay for it, but I write enough checks around here, for God's sake. I don't have an unlimited pot of money, and I'm spending a lot lately. (laughs) I do my own websites. Anyway, there's a little problem with the sign-up form, the email. I fixed it. So if you went there, you had a problem. I also said in one of the early project, uh, early, in one of the early podcasts, I gave the wrong URL. It's projectchaos.org. Does everybody know how to spell chaos? We actually talked about this behind the scenes. How many people can you spell chaos? Look it up. I'm not going to spell it for you. Projectchaos.org. You can find the information about the book. Radio show, the links are on there to listen. I hope you do. I hope you check it out. I was going to post the, and I did yesterday. I posted the link in the, in the uh, show notes. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it today because, like I said, I don't want to protect the podcast and what we have here. <laughs> but they are related, and they're both done by me. So I hope you'll enjoy it and spread the word around. Projectchaos.org. I appreciate your support. You know, throw it out on social media. Oh, my God, my favorite broadcaster has a radio show now. you got to check it out. You know, come on, sell this stuff a little bit. I'm not on social media. All right, moving on. Oh, boy. Um, This is an interesting case right here. I just want to give you a little update on this Supreme Court case for those of you that follow these more serious type topics. I know most people are very superficial in their thinking and their their conversation. This, This podcast generally isn't about that. We have a little fun. I do horse around. But... I like to talk about some of the things that not everybody does. It's important. 
And I'm not trying to win a popularity contest. It doesn't matter to me. I'd rather stay small, like the Marine Corps. There's a value in being small. Small and mighty. That's where I'm headed. Anyway, Supreme Court. We'll hear a case Wednesday that could eviscerate the way the federal government regulates, well, everything. Who's this from? The Washington Examiner? I believe so. Don't quote me on that. Who's the author? Doesn't say. Who cares? <laughs> there's so much concern in the mainstream media about this eviscerating of the way federal government regulates. And there's a few challenges. It's not just this case. I've been reporting to you on this. The wetlands case is one of them. Now, what is this? This particular, I explained the wetlands thing when I did that show. If you didn't hear it, I don't remember which one it was. You're going to have to stay current on the podcast, I guess. But I explained to you firsthand in that case, that case is going to the Supreme Court, and the issue of wetlands is something that I'm well familiar with from my engineering and land development background. My buddy Stan Casaccio, he owns a lot of real estate. He'll tell you all about wetlands regulations and how ridiculous it is. But how many people are involved in land development that they even care? All of my business owners, that's who. Everybody that I know that owns property. This is what the American dream was about. And the very people who are living that, embodying that, are getting screwed over. And nobody seems to care. Well, until now. But this current challenge is a little bit different. This is from Fishermen in Cape May, New Jersey. And the issue is that they've put these fishing regulations on these boats, which seem to be broadly agreed to as good conservation efforts, so no argument there. The argument is that the regulatory body wants to put an observer on the boat to watch what's going on and have the boat fishermen pay for this observer to be there, like an inspector, like a, like a construction inspector. All right. And by the way, some construction inspections do require full-time monitoring. All right, but these rules, when they're enacted, do a lot of damage. And if you think you're like a small-time fisherman, let me give you an example. Well, now I got to have this this, this um, oversight on the boat that I got to pay for. First of all, it's going to be completely corrupted. What do I mean by that? Anybody know any electricians? Ask your local electrician. And how corrupt that inspection process has gotten. Why? The electrician pays the inspector. So over time, the inspector realizes he's got to play nice with the person that he's inspecting because they're the one paying him. It's completely corrupt from the start. And so what will happen is you'll have a few honest small players that get royally screwed. And then you'll have a few of the big players that are okay being a little less honest. And they're going to benefit from these cozy relationships and get away with bloody murder. And everybody's going to pay more, including you, when you go to buy fish. And as this guy said who's making this case, this fisherman, he says it'll never, ever go away once we do this. Going to pay to have – this is so un-American forcing people to pay for it. The ridiculous idea. And it's not the law. The big part of this case that you need to understand, these are not laws that are enacted by representatives. They're being administratively enacted by government agencies that are not elected, have very little accountability. The only accountability is with the schmucks that we elect in there that aren't paying attention to anything. Now these cases are being fought out in court. I hope they win. What we know about the latest Middle East attacks. I haven't even been paying attention to this. I've been so busy. Have you? Uh, I'm thinking, man, we're like on the verge of World War III. Are we? Iran has launched airstrikes on, in Pakistan, apparently aimed at a Sunni militant group. Um, this is a crazy fight. Um, so you got Iran fighting with Pakistan, the Red Sea and Yemen uh, striking the United States, the United States fighting back, Israel and Gaza fighting. 
it's gotten to be complete mayhem over there. What's the outcome of it? Well, it feels like the 70s all over again. The sleeping giant case that could upend Jack Smith's prosecution of Donald Trump. I really don't want to get into this Politico story because I just, if you haven't noticed, I haven't been following these fake Trump cases. And here's why I haven't been following them. There's little doubt in my mind that there's a broad conspiracy to, you know, take Trump out on a legal hit job. I call it political terrorism. And it's awful. There, there needs to be a level of accountability for this type of – I consider this myself with Project Chaos. You realize I could face the same thing very quickly. Big, big powerful players start to file lawsuits and all of a sudden, you know, attacking everything you own. Tisk tisk. What do you do about that? Don't own anything. <laughs> very simply. That's not my intention not to own anything. But um, if need be, I'm not going to be silenced, I'll tell you that. And I'm not going to be taken out by a bunch of lawyers in their cute little suits, their little pretty pretty shoes on and whatnot. This doesn't intimidate me. But nonetheless, if you've got businesses and assets and they come after you like this, you've got a big problem. So I'll just say that anyway, I, I feel that it's all fake going after them. I don't believe that these cases have any real legal basis. I mean, if these cases do, not only is there not any legal basis to the cases, I believe that obviously Trump knows that, but I think that he's playing it. And I don't blame him for that. I really don't. He's hamming it up. Why? It's the only way he can campaign. It's kind of funny when you think about how it's backfiring on the Democrats. Trump just letting go of the rope. And that's what I'm telling you we need to do. It's so easy. I, you know, I, I was when I was on the waiting to uh, get my spot on the radio there with Stan. Um, um, they were talking about some of these issues and how the Republican Party in Pennsylvania just seems hell bent on losing. And uh, it's really true. It's what did Stan say? It's amazing how the Republican Party here will, will snatch defeat away from victory. It's kind of kind of funny how the Republicans have been infiltrated here. That we don't have two parties. We have the the uniparty. Something needs to be, be done about it. People need to, to speak up. People need to be heard. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting time, and it's going to be uh, interesting to have us. But I, I don't see these cases against Trump going anywhere. I see it all as a, as a big distraction that I don't need. Maybe it's needed in the broader sense of the election, and good for Trump. But anyway, I was listening to, to Stan talk about how you know foolish the Republican Party, the establishment Republicans, and the Democrats. It's really true. Well, beating them should be easy. A piece of cake. We just have to, to learn to, to adjust to the rules and play the game as it's laid out, play the hands that we're dealt with. Not that hard. Occasionally means a little sacrifice. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. Um, there's an interesting story here. Let me open this up. Uh, Anthony Blinken, you know, the uh, um, Secretary of State, he looks kind of like Hillary Clinton, actually. They have the same neck. I don't know how this guy got picked for this. He's just terrible. Anyway, he, he put this uh, scathing statement out on CNBC about Putin and Russia. And I find this to be really hilarious. He says that uh, Putin has uh, precipitated virtually everything he sought to prevent by launching an invasion against Ukraine to, to separate uh, Kiev from the West. Um, Ukraine has, a profound, has been a, a profound strategic failure for Putin and for Russia in so many ways, Blinken said. So I'm not going to – he said – now listen to this. I'll leave you with this part. He says, you now have a Russia that overall is weaker weaker militarily 
and it's weaker economically, and it's weaker diplomatically. Well, maybe uh, Boinken here, uh, I don't know what grade he graduated from, uh, but he ought to take a look in the mirror, really, and kind of examine the United States. Because the way I see it, (laughs) everything that he said is true about Biden in the United States, from both the Ukraine and Afghanistan. This is coming from the same bumbling idiot that left a massive amount of munitions laying around in Afghanistan. This is coming from the same idiot that's going to call them a failure after how many sacrificed lives, how many casualties in Afghanistan, and what got out of it from the, from the way they withdrew. Nothing. We armed them. It was worse. I wouldn't believe a thing that that lion Blinkton has to say. He's a fabricator-in-chief. Listen to what this guy says. Why don't we leave Russia and Ukraine alone? No, we're not. France is going to deliver 40 more long-range missiles to Ukraine. What kind of provocation is that? Why are we allowing that? Why are we encouraging that? Are they our missiles? Are they American-made? I don't know. 40 more. Is that going to change the war, the 40 missiles? No. All it's going to do is result in, in innocent people getting killed unnecessarily. I don't know. More than 160 elephants have died in Zimbabwe. Why isn't this story all over the place? Here's when I talk about how stupid the mainstream media is. This story about 160, most people like elephants. I like elephants. (laughs) I like elephants. Do you like elephants? Everybody likes an elephant. 160 elephants dying is significant. And it's due to a drought. I mean, if you wanted to make the case for climate change, boom, there's your poster child. A couple of dead elephants, carcasses sitting there rotting. Oh, you add a giraffe in there? Oh, people would be be walking away from these dirty, gas-guzzling cars. Maybe I should run the, the new green scam, climate scam propaganda. I wonder if I could apply. I'd like to apply for the climate scam propaganda chief. <laughs> I could fool everybody into going with this. Really? You don't think so? Listen to this. Where's the story come from? This is hilarious. I don't know. I got it from Apple News. I don't know who originated it. Here's the story. You ready? If you don't laugh at this, I don't know. It says, uh, the ancient practice may be key to saving our cities from wild wildfires. It says, it certainly uh, stopped it from advancing. Oh, in 2021, Kelowna, British Columbia, was saved from an advancing wildfire, listen to this, by a fire prevention zone inspired by indigenous practices. <laughs> I think they're called backfires. Or they, or they I forget the term for it. They, they pre-burn, you know, so there's no... There's no tinder there for a bigger fire. Every year, Canada spends billions of dollars on fighting fires. British Columbia alone spent one billion, uh, almost one billion Canadian dollars on these efforts in 2021. The U.S. faces similar costs: 4.4 billion nationwide fighting fires. Listen to what they say here. This is going to make you crazy. Investing in prevention could be much more cost-effective. This is funny to me. This is really funny to me that the looneyism has gotten so far. I told you it was going to come around. They're like, hey, hey, I got an idea. (laughs) 
Suppose we clear some of these trees away from the houses. No kidding. Get the hell out. I wonder if this came out of Harvard. All the studying they're doing up there, these smart people scratching their heads. You know, I was reading the ancient indigenous people. You know what they used to do? Well, no kidding. Ain't that something? Common sense is coming back. Holy moly. <laughs> oh, but let's get more serious. Let's take, we got to turn a corner here a second. National Geographic. Wide cold weather does not mean that climate change is fake. I take back everything I said earlier. Obviously, National Geographic has a lot more credibility than I do. Let's see what they have to say here, shall we? Uh, can the woolly bear, woolly bear caterpillars really predict the weather? Ooh, nice opening, right? Just to spin that a little bit, go right to the the, uh, the woolly bear caterpillar. I'm not going to open this article. It's ridiculous. The climate change narrative is is a is a bunch of bunk. I'm not saying the climate's not changing. Climate's always changing. I told you what did I tell you yesterday. Dress appropriately and, and and move the trees away from your house. It's an ancient indigenous—I I want to reveal to you the ancient indigenous practice of wearing of wearing animal furs to keep warm in the winter. <gasps> Don't tell PETA. <laughs> yeah, they did. They were like raccoons. And they would kill a fox to wear it to keep warm. I don't think we're ready for that, do you? Ancient indigenous practice. Hey, you know what else those ancient indigenous people did? They eat, ate meat, <laughs> raw meat, like right, boom, kill the deer violently, carve it up and eat it. It just savages that way. Ancient indigenous practices. Praise God. <laughs> this blew my mind. Here's your government at work. Department of Justice acknowledges Hunter Biden laptop story is legitimate. Now, the only outlet that seemed to make an issue out of this was the Bongino report, which I rarely check anymore. But the people at the Department of Justice need to be brought to justice for this little fugazi. And, now they, and, and just to quietly release it. The Department of Justice, if they wanted to keep their jobs and come out and get behind Trump, they're all going to get fired as they should be. Listen to this. You don't think the government's working against you? How the Biden administration used the counterterrorism grant. Remember, I keep telling you about the grants, counterterrorism grant to fund anti-conservative propaganda. They say propaganda can also be used for socially beneficial purposes. This is why we need Project Chaos to reveal the truth. No propaganda, no slant, just the cold hard truth such as the ancient indigenous practice of eating meat to survive. They're using your tax dollars to weaponize against you. This government we have has become completely evil, unconstitutional, as evil as any fascist regime that's ever existed. We've got political prisoners, the wasting of our, of our national treasures, our assets being destroyed, our border desecrated, our elections perverted, our rights disregarded. And I don't know about you, I've had enough. It's time to stop all these grants. Here you go. I told you, protein may help protect women against many types of chronic disease. This is hilarious to me, what's happening in the media. This is from NBC. Right? They were saying, oh, cow's bad. Now they're saying, oh, you need to eat meat. This is the day. And people are so confused now. Man, it's just, it's out of hand. The propaganda in our government, 
pushing this money in there to do it. And and speaking of propaganda, um, John Cusack, the, the uh, is that how you say his name? The uh, actor? I don't know what he's played in. High Fidelity, I never heard of that. Anyway, the Huffington Post, the rotten communist, socialist, vile pigs over at the Hunt, uh, Huffington Post, curse words and all in here, worried that the United States um, uh, will have Nazis running the government. He's speaking to Trump, of course. He also mocked Trump's legal drama. Right? This guy, what does this guy know? I'd like to have him on my show. Stakes have never been higher. I told you their plan yesterday, they're going to buy the votes. Listen to what Putin said. Putin, Russian President Putin, says the previous United States elections were rigged through postal voting. He got very specific in this. What did I tell you yesterday? They're buying the votes. In the United States, previous elections were falsified through postal voting. They bought ballots for $10, filled them out, and threw them in the mailboxes without any supervision. Thank you, Putin, for letting us know. Now, is it the truth? Oh, it's Russian, Russian, Russian disinformation. Prove it. That's what they said about the about the laptop that now they say is true. I didn't see this comment by Putin when I said what I said yesterday. I know what's going on. They're buying them. Ah, ah, but there's more. There's more. Hold on. I'm not done yet. Top Biden prosecutor represented Qatar and foreign banks accused of financing terrorism. This is amazing. A top-ranking Justice Department prosecutor in Washington, D.C., worked on behalf of Qatar and numerous foreign banks, has been accused of bankrolling terrorism. This is money being fed out of, through Biden. He's just an opportunist. He doesn't care, win or lose. They're funneling money, funneling money to Gaza and the terrorists, just like Obama did to... to um, what was that group called again? I forget. What was it? What was the, uh, the, 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 the guy? You know, now you got the Houthis. It's whoever they want to invent, whatever boogeyman they want to invent. We're, we're the ones supplying and we're the ones arming them to fight against ourselves, the great conflict, so that they can make money. It's ridiculous. So there's some good news in this. I'll leave you with this little piece of good news. I mentioned yesterday about the hundred or so million dollars that Biden and Harris had raked in. Now, this isn't really them. They can't really take credit for this, although I'm sure they do. It's the Democrat Party that says you know, they don't want to give up their, their territory. I mean, they're, they're in it to win it. $100 million, nothing to joke about. However, and this is why I believe that Trump is going to be president. I believe you see the momentum going in this direction. The victor goes to who raises the most money. It is plain and simple. That's the current system. Why? Why is that necessary? Because it's who can pay for the most votes. And that comes in various forms. Hear me out a second. You know, when, when, when Biden comes down, he's got this big war chest. And he says, I'm just giving you this by way of example. I don't know what's really going. They say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect you, Democrat district attorney, with a nice check for your fundraising campaign. And he makes a phone call to the Democrat Party, whatever. You know, maybe some other uh, organization or something like that. And they say, uh, you know, you send this guy a donation. And boom, the money flows. We just bought that vote. Or that election supervisor, you know how it goes, the favors. And some of it is um, explicit, not specific, whatever the case might be. However you say that. I think I said it backwards. But, you know, they just they feel that, hey, 
if Biden, you know, the unions are this way. They say, yeah, if the, if the uh, Republicans get in, then we're going to get a bad deal. Republicans need to fix that, by the way. Anyway, bottom line is Trump brought in more money, a lot more money, by about twice as much as Biden-Harris. The disparity between Trump and Biden campaigns is heightened when considering inflation. A dollar's worth 20% less now than it was January 2020. Trump raised a lot of that money previously. A December Monmouth University poll found that only 28% of Americans approved of Biden's handling of inflation. Just 34% of those surveyed approved of the president's overall job performance. He's terrible. Nobody can support Biden, and uh, the only way they win is to cheat. I think that there's good news for Trump. We'll see. You know, I, I've said what I said all along. I think they'll do anything to stop this guy, up to and including killing him, starting World War III. I wouldn't put it past them to do it. Look what they did with the pandemic. They do not care how much destruction they cause. Look at how much damage they were able to do with just one little check to the pharmaceutical industry. Upended a whole election, an economy, upended the world. They don't care. And they think that they had the power to do that. Why? Because, well, we surrendered that power to them when we put the masks on, when we went and got vaccinated. I was there. Don't worry. Never again. Never again. No more. It needs to stop. We need to uh, challenge the, the, the uh, authority in front of us. I don't even like to say that. They've perverted themselves. They're working against us and doing nothing but destroying our country. And we, as veterans that swore an oath, have every duty to do something about it. And we will. It's coming. ProjectChaos.org. If you want to shoot me an email from today's podcast, the email address is info at ChristopherScottShow.com. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.